It's Faith Lutheran Church back with you with uh, Pastor John Perling and Ron Hinchman walking through the book of Romans, a study to uh, help you get to know Jesus through that book so that uh, you can get to know him through any of the scriptures together. We want to do uh, uh, give some props and, uh, and a shout out to uh, Charles Gieschen, uh, professor at uh, at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, who wrote up a little study for uh, uh, Concordia Publishing House, which is actually still available through their website on, on a downloadable basis that uh, gives some insight and gives some uh, a pattern for learning Romans in a way that just about anybody can. Uh, this was where uh, some of us started to uh, ask the questions that make uh, Romans so significant. So yeah, he really helped me through this because he broke this down pretty much verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And the questions are very enlightening. They are questions. They're not, not yes and no questions. Mm -hmm. You yeah. have to actually think about what your answer is going to be. But at the same time, he kept it. My favorite saying is keep it Barney simple. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're dealing with folks who are new and new to it or, or just reading it for the first time. But to think about what's important. Yeah, and that's what he managed to do. He managed to keep what's important by keeping it simple where even – Kids, adults, non-Christians, new people, new confirmants, whoever it is, could understand it and breaks it down really, really well. And that's what we're going to try and do is we're going to kind of follow along in his pattern of discussion, only we're going to just do it in a discussion mode. Yeah, and, and so while you're on the go, uh, whether you're doing PT or whether you're in the car or on your way to work or, or whether you're in between things, that, uh, that you can be thinking about Jesus while you're walking through your day. So today, we're just starting off with uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. And man, when we got started to looking at verses 1 to 7, just reading it through together, so how are we going to get this to 10 minutes or 15? We're going to give it a shot. We, we may have a part A and a part B, but we, we hope we can do some good work with it. So here we have uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. If you don't have a Bible handy, don't worry about it. Uh, this is where it, it heads, uh, and we're reading from the uh, English Standard Version of the Bible. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and he was declared to be the Son of God in power, according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, Ron, you know, how do Paul's opening words here uh, look to ease any tension between, say, Jewish and Gentile believers? Well, when you look at it, you got to focus on certain words. And the certain word I like to focus on here is you. Okay. You as yeah. in everyone, yeah. grace to you and peace from God. He's not saying grace to the Jews. Mm -hmm. Right. Or he's right. not saying grace to the Gentiles. Right. He's saying... Yes, the Jews were the chosen people. However, everybody matters mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. and that we're all children of Christ. 
And that's why I like how he sp specifically doesn't separate them. Mm -hmm. He specifically mm -hmm. says, hey, you. And when he's talking to you, he's talking to me and everybody that's listening to this podcast and everybody that's out there in the world. Now, if you're not listening, that's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sin in us. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think it really does come to truth with how he eases the tension because he's including everybody. Right. They're, they're all under this, uh, this thing that has happened in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of those who uh, he recognizes one on the, the, uh, the connection that Jesus has with the old Testament, he recognizes that he is uh, himself under a Christ Jesus as uh, his Lord, his master, his, the one who, from whom he's taken directions and orders, um, that uh, he's been called and, and set for the sake of, uh, for the sake of Christ's mission, but not just to one group of people, but to all the nations. And, and so even the calling that God's Old Testament people had, right? You think about uh, when he called Abraham to be a blessing, to his children, but then really the promise was to be a blessing to all nations, right? That through you, Abraham, I'm going to bless everyone. I'm going to bless all nations. And so it's like God was kind of leveraging that relationship to have Abraham and to have Abraham's children to know his word, but it wasn't just for them. It was for the sake of being a light to everybody. And now Paul is re-emphasizing that this whole, this whole story has been for the sake of bringing the whole world into the realm of, of the Lord's influence and, and grace. Well, if you think about it, especially in today's society, we have cliques. Yeah. Cliques yeah. are just not a good thing. Yeah. But when you think about it, this is kind of the same thing he's saying. Right. We don't need to have cliques. They, we didn't have to have a Jewish clique and a Gentile clique. We have to have a one click, mm -hmm. one giant click. We'll call it the Jesus click. Yeah, right. <laughs> because right. at high school, you have your jocks, you have your musicians, you have your geeks, you have your whatevers. That was and my experience, everybody, too. Yeah, I mean, there's folks we, sitting over there, folks sitting over there. And they don't want to talk. And even, even in some congregations, you see that. Yeah, it the, does. It the, does. Those people that have been here, that been there, done that, know that, they know the scripture by heart. They can tend to be cliquish. Mm -hmm. And this is where Paul is saying, oh, no, no, no. Clicks are a bad thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you if you're the most knowledgeable person in the room, share that knowledge. Right. Treat right. everybody the same, and right. that's what he's doing. He's sharing the knowledge that Jesus saved us. Yeah, it's real easy to be the one who knows all the rules and to uh, to use that as a way to be inside and to kind of keep people at arm's length and keep people feeling like they're outside. Oh yeah, they're Christians. Oh yeah. But but they're not they're not they don't know all the stuff that I know about how it works here, right? And and Paul lays all that to rest because I, I think that's part of his own biography, his own personal experience, where he thought he knew everything. He had it all figured out. He was gonna be top dog in Jerusalem once uh, once his teachers all retired or or had that great retirement in the sky and it was his turn, he was gonna be top dog. But then when Jesus turned his whole life around, he was humbled, had to relearn everything in light of the death and resurrection of the Messiah. Well, and he needed that. He needed that. He Absolutely. He needed that. That's where Jesus put him on that path to where he became 
the anti-click. <laughs> he <laughs> became right. anti-clickish. Yeah. He became like, wow, you know, all this time I've got it wrong, mm -hmm. but now I can make it right through the help of God. See, so those kinds of pride are, are not going to work. Those kinds yeah. of pride in those kinds of secondary things, outside things, even like cultural things, those things aren't going to work for the for the church. And you got to look at the differences back then. Look oh, at yeah. how different yeah. the Jewish people were to the Gentiles. The Jewish were Old Testament, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, baptism by fire, mm -hmm. that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And so they focused so much on the law. I think some of them forgot the gospel when it arrived, mm -hmm. and even Paul forgot the gospel when it was there, and then he realized. Wow, uh, there's yes, there's bad news, mm -hmm. but yes, there's good news, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that good news is where he said, you know, part of the good news is we're all created equal, mm -hmm. and I think that's a huge thing. And how he does in his open words to seek that 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 disparity between the two by saying you, 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 mm -hmm. because when someone says hey you to a group of people, who are they speaking to? Obviously, all of us, because. Yeah. If they wanted the individual, they would have said, hey, Ron, right. hey, John, right. they didn't do that. Right. He didn't do that. He, right. That's why I really like that, how the first greetings, greetings is how everything is. Think about mm -hmm. your day, how your day starts off. If your day starts off bad, it usually doesn't get any better. But if you start off with a great greeting of a mm -hmm. day, most mm -hmm. of the time your day is pretty, pretty solid. And that's how I think that what he meant when he said, you know, here's how I'll e ease that tension. I will address everybody as one. Jesus was descended from David according to the flesh, and so he was fully in line. He was an authentic king. He was an appropriate fulfiller of the promise that the Old Testament laid out. But more than that, uh, he was son of God, right? And so uh, he's not just the king of the Jews, though he absolutely is. As, and Pontius Pilate was absolutely correct to put that on the, on the cross when Jesus was crucified. But he's actually king of all of us. And that's where the Son of God reference is grabbing in uh, all the nations to say, look, this is the guy who has the authority to speak to every single person about their relationship with, uh, with eternity and their relationship with God the Father through the Spirit. And I think that's why Paul wrote it like this, mm -hmm. because he knew of the Old Testament because he was a former rabbi. Right, right, and, right. And so he knew where it was coming from, and I think he knew how to bring them together mm -hmm. by doing this. And of course, he got that through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. it, it guided. He had yeah. he had some great guidance there, and you can't beat it. <laughs> you know, I, I always laugh yeah. when people sit there. People will say, try and tell you that the Bible's not true. Mm -hmm. And I always say this when people say that to me: How many people would have had to be in on the lie? Yeah. You can't, yeah. people can't keep yeah. secrets. Yeah. The movie says it right. Three people can't keep a secret unless two of them are dead. <laughs> so, but yeah. Paul, yeah. since Paul yeah. knew both sides, he brought them together in a truthful light that probably shocked a lot of people back then. Mm -hmm. Probably really shocked people like, well, wasn't this the guy that was persecuting us last week? Right. Well, what happened? Right. Wake up on the different side of the bed? Right. <laughs> Well, and the, the heart of, of his message of grace is the resurrection from the dead, right? So, so uh, 
when when it comes to how do we know that Jesus is who he says he is, uh, Paul points to the resurrection. Uh, that's what confirms it. Um, and so that we can uh, know that all the claims about Jesus are true because of, of that one event. It's not that he was uh, uh, proved himself to be a great person and, and, and wiser than all the rest, though yes, but it really is that, that one act. And God the Father affirms everything he says because he rose from the dead. And he writes this from the view of, as you see, he was called as an apostle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means that he was appointed from the Lord himself. Right. Not that he just woke up one day and said, you know what? I think I'm going to be an apostle today. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It was a I'm going to give up everything and everything. do this other thing. Right. Yeah. I, I'm going to give up all these riches and, and stuff like that. And I think that's also a way he demonstrates how to seek tension, get rid of tension between the mm. Jews and the Gentiles, because he was that. Right. All right, that and a right. slice of bread. Yeah. And he says, yeah. I'm just going to be the slice of bread now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, a pretty awesome statement when he does his greetings, because he's known. Mm-hmm. Known for what he was and known for what he is now. Yeah, he's really bound to this message, isn't he? He's yeah. very bound to this yeah. message. Yeah. Well, th- this, is, this is a beginning towards the introduction of, uh, of chapter one of Romans. Verses one to seven. Uh, I think we'll spend a little bit of time next time when we get together on uh, his uh, his entry into you know, to all those who are in Rome, loved by God, called to be saints, and these idea that uh, you know, grace and peace from God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ. As we look towards uh, the rest of chapter one. Hey, thanks for coming along this ride with us. We hope our conversation about Jesus through the book of Romans is an inspiration to you, as well as clarifying some of the ways that we hope uh, that your experience with the Lord Jesus is uh, abundant and full and, and guided by his word. I'm